This the GPS podcast. <laughs> Where we just randomly just talk about shit. Ayo with the mayo. Yo, 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 yo. This is the GPS podcast. I'm your host, Larry Keith. And this is kind of new for me. This is a new direction in which I'm going. I've already been, I already got my YouTube page out. Of course, you guys know that. Um, I got my Spotify deal, my Spotify page going on. But now we're on my friends. So this is exclusive to me. This is new. So with this interview, is sponsored by Cricket Wireless. Uh, by the way, we got a deal going on. All the phones are $60 if you port over from any phone company. Check that out. It's Cricket Wireless sponsored. <laughs> but just to start this interview off, I just want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity. Uh, I've been, I've, re- I've reached out to a lot of people, um, not knowing that I'll, I would get a reply. Mm-hmm. And by you giving me that opportunity, I like, I really appreciate it because you could have got this from anybody else. So. With that being said, I just want to say thank you. (laughs) So it's the GPS podcast. This is a sit-down interview. I want to introduce somebody that I've been knowing for a minute. I didn't, I'm not, this is going to sound hate. This is going to sound like hate. I did not not know she was that talented when it came to the vocals. I did not not know. I I knew she could sing, but I didn't know it was like that. It's fair. That's fair. So I want to introduce my homegirl, a new friend to the GPS podcast. We talked about this before the interview. We're going to say Carlin, but I'm just going to introduce her as Carlin Bibbs because I know her. That's, what's, that's what you need to type in on YouTube <laughs> and on iTunes. Okay. First, last name. Right. <laughs> so how's everything been going for you? Everything has been going good. You know, since the pandemic, uh, music shows are slowing up. Everything's slow. But uh, you know, you it's always a place. It's always somewhere to find your place. Right. You know, here is so, there. So, with, speaking of the pandemic, just getting straight into that, how has that really just affected just your 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 grind? Uh, actually, it brings the grind to a halt. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. So, basically, my job was. It's kind of like um, I consider myself. An independent artist. Right. That's my passion. Right. But the job that I have pays the bills. See? You you, you see how that goes? But mm -hmm. the job that I have is also in the same lines of music. So I sing every night, Mm -hmm. seven days a week, one day off a week. It's rough. 250 song list. You have to remember that? Yeah. You know, no prompts, no words, and it's... So, so, so I, don't, I don't really cut you off now. It, no, no, no. I ain't gonna say I thought it was easy. I thought you just was picking songs you, you know, you, you like. And Mm-mm. it's a corporate job that I have, right? So when people think of the entertainment industry, they just automatically think of people who got millions and billions of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, there are all kinds of music and entertainment jobs around the world, right? And so the specific job that I have is that I'm a corporate entertainer. And a cover band singer. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So me and someone else headlines a show. And this in with that, how did you even get involved in like that situation? A friend of mine on a random day was like, Hey, 
I know this gig you'll be perfect for. You should apply for it. Not knowing anything else about it, I was like, okay. And he was like, auditions tomorrow in Memphis. And it was, a, and actually, those were the last live auditions before they would just go strictly online, which is like anybody that's auditioning would know being online is way worse than doing it live. Yeah, because you get caught in caught in the muck. So, um, that was that was that faith. Was that how how do you because you, 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 you might could have picked up the phone you could have been busy. Well, because. Because I like to sing, right? Mm-hmm. So naturally, I was gigging mm-hmm. around like North Mississippi, Memphis, mm-hmm. Tupelo. So I was gigging already, but so I thought it was a gig. Right. Like I thought it was just a little gig I'd be doing. I hadn't, I didn't have a lot of information about it. Right. So I was like, oh, okay, audition for a gig. I can sing. I'll get the job. Trust me, and that, and that, <laughs> and that, and that lifestyle. Right. That's how it is. You can't even think about it. You just, you just go at it. Mm-hmm. So, with this, with this, did you did you expect it to just be as in um, how would I say it? Just a in like okay, I'm just gonna be stationed here. I'm not gonna be moving around as much as I was. No, that's well, well, I didn't expect to get the job. Right. I just went on a fluke because they had a rehearsal list to bring to the auditions. Right. When I showed up, I had no idea it was as serious as it was. So I'm in there like. Bruh, I was the first one there, mm-hmm. and it was the first come. <laughs> like, are you? Are you here? <laughs> oh, come on! You know, it we, was we, like started, guys. here's a list. Who's first? Uh, Carlin was here first. Carlin, and I was like, man, what you done got me into? And it was history from then on. Actually, I was the, out of all the forty five people that showed up, uh, musicians and singers alike. I was the only person that made it. Wow. So it's a fluke that we're talking Wow. So so the intro to that is really helping me out as we transition to this. Mm-hmm. What got you into singing? Well, no, not, not even what got you into singing. I want to know that, but how long have you been singing? Just singing as long as I could talk. Like, what, what got you interested in it? Well, my mama was a singer. My mom used to tour with the Voices of North Mississippi. So she used to tour with the choir oh, all my life. It's in the gene. Yeah. Oh. She used to tour with the with, with the Bonner Brothers and they used to tour and what, on a gospel. Not to cut you out, what's your mom's name? <laughs> Carolyn Green. Mm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Carolyn Green. So with that, she got you into that. Now there's different styles of singing. What yes. did you start off doing? So, oh, that's a good question. So, I started out with gospel. Mm. I'm black, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, the first time black people hear music, where is it? You probably went to church. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably heard somebody's auntie singing a hymn or something. And that's probably, because half the time, the work we did in the church, mm-hmm. you got forced to do. It was like, yeah. all right, you seven, you in the choir now. Right. You got a solo now. Right. Now you're a soloist. But I just so happened to like it and I was good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. My mama, I think, I don't know how old I was, but I remember the first time she found out I could sing. And she was at the church and I was singing. She turned around like, what do was, that again. What was the song? <laughs> what was the song that your vocals was like, you know? Yeah, this is the, the song you can sing right now and you just mastered. Uh, 
I don't know. I because because of the line of work that I do, right? So, so you so basically you bragging little kids just saying, you know, I can just which one you want, you know? Okay, I got what you said. I, I, I'm, I the gun is loaded. I'm ready always. <laughs> That's my life. So with getting into performing, mm-hmm. everybody's goal. Well, I'm. I'm so one-sided because I'm thinking from a rapper's point of view. Everybody's goal is to start rapping, get on, you know, get signed, get that million dollars, and then I guess whatever splurge or however they do it. Mm-hmm. The the route you took is a rare route. Okay. But you you seem to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So with that enjoyment, doing these tours, how is it performing in front of people? easy now mm-hmm. you know um the benefit i had well like the upper hand i had was mm-hmm. that i've been performing before i took the job right. right so it was easy i knew what to do and i'm most comfortable in front of people so you're not shy not at all what, what, i'm over it what's the biggest the, the biggest crowd you probably probably three thousand people and that ain't even as big as some of the people that I know. Who what, what what do you do in a situation like that where when you're the only person besides the band behind you and you're looking at these people like what goes to your mind? Like, or like, do you, is it a trick to keep you from like, you know, panicking or whatnot or what? Is it like, a, is there like one ugly person in the crowd that you just, there's that person right there to help me out. No, I think the key to being a great performer, which I feel like I'm striving to be, mm-hmm. I, I've watched myself grow. I go back and watch the videos, you know, mm-hmm. and I always want to improve. I always want to be better than I was. And the thing that I think helps me is that nothing feels better than it. Nothing feels better than being on stage and having this relationship with people based off a gift that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like having some kind of common ground because I've traveled so much, like I've seen people who don't even speak English trying to like move the way I am or like <laughs> singing the words or like a woman sister girling with me. And it's like, dang, that is, I'm doing that, the right thing. You know, that 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 is a that is a cool feeling with that. Um, What's the best city you've been to or country? Scotland. Really? Edinburgh. Yes, it was my favorite place. What 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 about that place? Uh they okay, so generally like in other countries, um, they kind of separated in old towns and new towns, right? Right. And so Edinburgh was this mix of like urban New York City. Nothing but white people there, but urban new like New York City. And then you have these like huge like castle areas where it's like still old and still like everything you would imagine mm-hmm. another place you haven't been being and just just because you are originally from oxford mississippi yes so being from oxford mississippi and just getting to experience that stuff mm-hmm. uh what is that feeling like now it's kind of like i'm used to it right oh yeah. uh, but before, the, the first time feeling right before Honestly, my job kind of took some of the magic away. I ain't gonna lie because I had so much on my plate. Right. Uh, the first time we touched down, I went to Europe first. The first time we touched down that night, I had to sing. My suitcases weren't even in my room. So I was running down suitcases and then it was like, boom, they push you on stage. And it's like, I got to remember these seven songs. I don't know. I don't care about <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> 
I'm trying to keep the job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> with that, have you ever bummed? What? On stage? Yeah. Yes. And how how is the playoff for it? How do you play that off? Okay. At first I would just like clam up and do worse stuff, right? So <laughs> like, like, okay, like my thing when I'm nervous mm -hmm. is like I've forgotten so many words. But my big, like, really, really nervous thing is, like, singing out of key. Like, right. when we start, because, like, what people don't understand is when you're on a, a big stage with everybody spread out, you depending on, like, ear monitors, floor monitors. Mm -hmm. You ain't going to get all the sound at once. Right. And sometimes it's like you have to be overly prepared for that downbeat, right? Mm -hmm. And I would be so nervous. And it'd be songs that I don't know. I forget words. I mean, like, but now I'm confident. Right. So just in when you're on tours, how often are you on the boat? Uh, Percentage wise. Is it like Honestly, not, not often. Um, now, we do make friends with other entertainers, right? Mm -hmm. So it's different sections of entertainment. We got dancers. Mm -hmm. We got people who, other people who sing there. Um, but my group, generally, we do the less the least amount of work right and you know once you get your repertoire up and you get all those songs under your belt and you can sing them in your sleep pretty much between whenever you wake up until 5 p.m you're doing what you want to do so you're just having fun now now <laughs> now so you know you wake up in a, in a new country every day or a new city and it's like most of the times you're gonna revisit them so you don't find your little corner in the world yeah. you go there you hang out most times i'm on the beach Mm. Now I get to enjoy the fruits of my labor now, so I'm I'm, I'm slick jealous because you know <laughs> you you in Europe you're you're in Scotland and I just went to Tupelo. I mean you know I mean, I mean it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've been talking a lot about your job. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about you. Okay. Let's just get straight into it. All right. Explain G Day. G day, what you mean? Explain it. Explain. It's heavy. It's loaded. Man, unload. <laughs> Explain first of all the video. Now you know what? No, no, what? What made you pick that beat? I made it. It meant something to. <laughs> Multi talent. I made it. Honestly, that song. That song. I was talking to a friend. I was exhausted, overworked, because there is a lot of work that goes into my job. Mm -hmm. It's just that I'm used to doing it. And right. so, you know, we have to create set lists every night for three shows. 45 minutes, every show has to be different every night. So, you know, like constantly rearranging, trying to make people happy, trying to make do stuff that the band knows because you'll have people in and out they mm -hmm. don't know the music so you know it's, it gets stressful and so with me being being there as long as i have people kind of look to me for guidance right. and so i kind of turn into like this authority figure and so one day i was like can a bitch just get a day like can y'all please stop calling my phone can y'all please just because i feel like as a woman, especially in the entertainment industry, you're going to fall into two categories. Mm -hmm. You're going to be a bitch or you're going to be up under somebody. You know, you're going to be under somebody's control. Right. And you just got to pick a path. And that's where that song came from. That's... <laughs> now, you explained the song. Now, the video. Mm -hmm. 
Did you enjoy making that video? I did. But that video actually was not everything that I wanted it to be. But it was what I had at the time. What What did you want? Because that seemed perfect. Okay, well, I got a little tea about that. You want to hear it? Okay, so the TT about that, which I have not talked to anybody about, was that video was shot before. Mm -hmm. That video was shot, and it was a different video, right? Mm. The person that shot it, I asked them to let me edit it, look at it, live with it, and see if I liked it or not. They didn't. They put it on their page, leaked it. So I had, yeah, and I mean, like, when you are an independent artist, you depend on every, you know this, right? You depend on every ounce of viewership. And she had got, like, 12,000 viewers on her page, and I feel like it was a setup for me because it was like, you kind of, like, took my opportunity. You you slowed the snowball down. So then I had to quickly, Mm -hmm. while I was on tour, because I had planned to do it at home, but while I was on tour, I had to rent a studio get me a cameraman to meet me at the studio. And I only had, what, four hours before I had to get back to work to start my thing. And so that's how the video shot. I created the video list of everything that I wanted to happen, all the scenes. I wrote them out, gave them to my videographer. And he was he was Johnny on the spot. So I was happy. Where, where did you get that dress from? Oh, you know what? I ordered this dress offline somewhere. I can't remember my, where Because my, my girl, she looked at the video and she was like, I love that dress. Really? Yeah. Listen, the dress is important in the video though, right? Because yes. it represents old ideas of womanhood. Mm-hmm. It does. God, I love this. So, <laughs> speaking of videos, do you have anything else in the making for us with videos coming out? Yes. Quiet as it's kept. Mm -hmm. The plan. I'm working with a videographer now in Tupelo. Wow. Yes, and we are working on creating visuals for every song on the app. Mm, So is this person you're working with? You gonna keep it quiet, or you want to give this person a shout out? Well, I don't want to give this person a shout out yet. I understand why. Because I know why. I'm real meticulous and picky about what I got going on, and I want to be hands on and all my stuff. I got. I got you. So. What's your favorite song? And like any song or my song? Your song. Ooh. This can be this can't even be on the album. This don't even have to be on the album. This can just be something you just sing in your head. We don't we might never even heard it. I do have I I got a lot of B cuts that didn't make the album that I love. You should just drop them. You know, I thought about it, but they not perfect yet. You know, if you the funny part about that is, um, that's in style now. Really? I know it sounds weird, but unperfect music is mm-hmm. starting to come back, and I not want to get off topic, but no. I, I, I'm just putting it out there. I I've, I know a lot of people who say this is whose music it ain't it ain't um. It ain't mastered. Put it out anyway. Yeah. 2,500 views. How? Yeah. They like it like that. Say less. But, you know, I advise you should drop all them. Because the more music from you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I like your voice. I, I, that, that song. Like I, you, did you make that beat? I did. I did. Y'all don't know how I feel right now. <laughs> So now listen, make- let me let me clear. Let me clear it up. 
the beat I make, this is how I make all my music, right? Mm-hmm. On my album, I compose all my music. I, I, I wrote it and I made the beats. But here's the thing. When I make the music, I always send it to another engineer mm-hmm. to to put Smart. more professional sounds because that's not my strong suit. Right. Like I'm not an engineer, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't have the equipment to do that, and that's not something that I that I want to do. But that goes back to what we were saying in the beginning before we started the interview that you, as us being entrepreneurs, we got to do everything. So that's understandable. So I'm on, I'm looking at this right here. All right. This is the question I've been wanting to ask you. Let's go. Who would you do a duet with? Anybody. Anybody. Now that you're telling me who your mom is in her history, you can't use her. Okay. It could be anybody. Anybody. Famous, unfamous. A duet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Are duets even in style anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I, it's I, like, maybe the duet word is... Maybe it's like, who would you do a feature? Or who would you get to feature? Yeah, do it sounds like you're like, shooting. So maybe like, okay, thinking of my music, I would do a, I would do a duet <laughs> with, I love Janelle Monet. Um, I love that she's a producer. I love that she's a songwriter. And I like her music. Um, and... When she first came out, she caught my attention. Her swag. I, I she's did. dope. Her dance moves. Yeah, she's... She dope. They just sleep on her. Um, mm-hmm. And Frank Ocean. The hard part about Frank Ocean is it's going to be hard getting in contact with him. That's right. And if y'all do do it, he might not drop it until... But when he drops, <laughs> <laughs> the world gonna listen. Yeah, Frank, what's your favorite Frank Ocean song? Oh, I got favorite Frank Ocean albums. Uh, Channel Orange is to be revered forever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Crack Rock. White Ferrari. Hmm. They're well, my favorites. A fun, quick, funny story. How I got on Frank Ocean? Playing the game because I'm a gamer. It's a game called Grand Theft Auto Five, And his music kept on coming on the radio station. And then my girl came in. She was like, why you listening to Frank Ocean? And I said, I, I said, who's that? Then what song I, was it? Oh, uh, God, I can't think of it. When, after this interview is over with, I will pull it up because I got it on it. It's, it's a good song. You will sing along. Yeah. All right. So those are people you'll do a duet with. Mm-hmm. The question that I was trying to get at the beginning was, what's your formula? When making a song, hmm. just when you just sitting down, you just you like oh, okay, I'm about to make a song. You know, people. I ask other people this, right? Mm-hmm. I ask other artists who make music. I say words first, right? Words. The words always gotta build the song because mm-hmm. that's most important to me. It's important that my songs have content. Right. So with making a song, does most of your songs come from, uh, how do I say this? Because it's different. Uh, with singing, you can make up music. You know, like, you, it, it don't have to necessarily be about situational. You can, it can just come off the top of the head. Right. Where in rap, if you make up some stuff, <laughs> they like you lying or whatnot. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why people look at it that way. But you, so with that, do you make music that's like dealing with real life situations or 
do you make music just, you know, feel good vibe music? Mm-mm. So, because my way of making music, music, the music I make is for me, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I enjoy telling stories, my stories, because I feel like that's something that hasn't been told yet. Yes. And I think it deserves to be told. Um, and wait, what was the rest of the question? No, so vibing music, I have vibes. Mm-hmm. I got vibes on the yes. album, you know, but they they still have to be full of content. They still have to mean something. So maybe, maybe not so much. It's not a, every, all the songs keep you in the same vibe. Cause you know, sometimes artists do that, right? Right. Every song is like, okay, I can listen to this all the way through, which I think is great, but I don't think I'm one of those. Could, could you write for somebody? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I could write. Let's get into the album. Let's go. Read only. Mm-hmm. Hmm, what are we reading? Tell me. Read only. I fa- I did. I named the album Read Only because I went through like seven album names. Right. Hmm. Kept changing them. Can we? Can we hear some of the? Oh, okay. So, um, it was one of them was like all the things we are. Mm-hmm. The other one was uh, where I can see you. Oh. Um. And it was some other like that, random. That, that ones. Where I could see you would have people like, who's she yeah. talking about? And about? I was like, how do I say all of that in shorter words, like something that's more like catchy, more me? And I thought, read only. Because like, you ever downloaded a file and you couldn't edit it? You right. couldn't write on it. It was like, read only. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, when we live and we experience life, that's it. Right. It's the experience, right? You can't go back. You can't, can't edit it. I you can't. can't change it. All I can do is record it and have that moment that I experienced, right? Can't change my life. All you I can do is give it to you. How many tracks are on this? Five. G Day the single six. Mm. Can we go through a can we go through a track list? Can you give us a name? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. I'm willing to do that because the album dropping next Sunday. <laughs> um, okay. Top to bottom, pen and paper. Mm-hmm. The next one is Wasted. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wonder what that one is about. Hmm. It's mm. gonna be great. Cool. Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and get out your feelings. Mm. Then G Day's on there. Mm. I feel like wasted should be followed. The song out to get out your feelings. Mm. Get out your feelings. Wasted. But wasted as in squandered. Oh. Thrown away. Oh, words. Yeah. <laughs> words. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So this with this album, how long did it take? Year and a half. Year and a half, maybe more. And so basically, this is all stuff you went through. Because mm-hmm. I mean, when you write content, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta have something. You gotta have some kind of like muse. You gotta have some kind of motivation to write these things. With with this, this question I'm about to ask you for your fans: What do you want your fans to know about you? And what do you want your fans to get out of this project? 
I want my fans to know that I'm a real one and that my hope with music is to help heal people that go through the same things I go through. And to make people feel more like, to make people feel like they have more in common than not. Right? We all go through the same stuff. Mm-hmm. We just sometimes I feel like I would be the person that would say it first, and everybody'd be like, "Oh yeah, me too." You know. I got you. So, to flip that question in general, what do you want out of this? Mm-hmm. Not just this album, just what you're doing, and what do you get out of this? That's a good question. So, what do I want out of creating music, sharing music? Right. Mm-hmm. I want to be respected as a creative, as somebody who has spent years and years and years perfecting a craft and is showing up in the work that I do. All right. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're getting an acknowledgement that you, you feel you need or do you want more? You know what? People ask me that all the time and I could be just being naive Mm -hmm. or just like not doing everything the right way, but I don't feel like with my music that I deserve acknowledgement. You know? I mean, when people say, even when I'm performing, when people say, oh, man, you do so good. You're so such a great singer. I just, that don't really, I'm appreciative because people don't have to compliment me. Mm-hmm. People don't have to stop what they're doing. Because that's hard for people, especially around here. Like, people are so prideful that it would be hard for them to say, oh, I love what you do. Right. You know? So, I don't take it lightly. I'm appreciative when people enjoy something that I do, but that ain't why I do it. Right. So I don't get a reward for that. I got you. You know? But at the same time, that seems to me like you're happy because most of the time, some people do it for that to get that recognition because they it makes them feel some type of way. Yeah. Otherwise, you're doing this even if they wasn't telling you congratulations hey you 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 man you so cold and not you you're gonna do it anyway mm-hmm. and you're gonna enjoy it mm-hmm. so that explains a lot mm-hmm. so we was a little serious right then and there right let's get into <laughs> Sorry. It. i do this with every i do this with everybody that i interview mm-hmm. make sure y'all check out my previous interviews and you'll hear this question we're in oxford yep but since you've been traveling to so many places, and I've only been to Tuvalu, to the mall. Anyways, since you've been to so many places and traveled everywhere, you just got to eat. I know. You got to eat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, the question I'm going to ask you, out of all the places you've been, mm. what's the best Ooh. Spot. I you know what? Because you've been a lot of places. You get the name too. You get the name. I too. get the name too. Mm-hmm. Wait, we doing food spot or we doing just food in general? What's the favorite food? Like, if, say for instance, if you went to Scotland again, what would be some like? I have to get one of them Scotland grilled cheese sandwiches. They be fine. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know that's true because this is place. I don't know if they're still in Oxford called the Secret Grilled Cheese. Okay. And uh, yeah, they had a Scotland grilled cheese, and I used to get it all the time. That's their thing. Um, but number one, ooh, two places. I already know what they are. <laughs> First place was this random street in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. 
my mama had actually came to visit me, right? right? Because my mom gets to like visit me for free because we out there for so long and it's like, they know you need to see your family. Right. So she came to visit and we like caught this random guy's car for like five bucks for the whole day. And we drove around and it was this Hold lady. <laughs> Say that like that's just some normal stuff. Like, yeah, we got this dude's car for five dollars. Yeah, well, he but, drove us around. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but Jeez, you know, yes. <laughs> so he took us to this lady. She was just on a random street. There mm. was nothing else around her, and she was making handmade. Like we were in Guatemala, not Mexico. Yeah. Uh, she was making these handmade like tortillas, and then she. That was the best taco. It was real, real hot. So much flavor. That was the best taco food, whatever. It'll trump anything. I'll eat that every day. So would that be considered a street taco? Oh. <laughs> yes, that's the original street taco. Um, oh, and then place to Hong Kong. I had truffle, the real truffle fries. Real, I mean, they had real truffle mushrooms. Now, the joke about that is me and a friend went and we was just buying stuff because, you know, like when you order stuff off the menu, like, oh, this looks good. And mind you, ain't nothing in English. Right. So we're like, oh, okay, truffle fries, hamburger, whatever. That bill was too much. And then when we got it back, we were like, oh. So that was the most expensive order of fries. I think they were like $48. and But they was fire and i would buy them again hands down quick once again you're bragging about where you've been you've been to hong kong i just recently went to china world okay i thought they was closed i didn't let me finish and Man. i found out they were closed they closed and your life seems to be fun it's all right it's all right yeah so Everybody want. I know. I know. I got a lot of guy followers. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you had this a lot. Is there a special someone out there? Mm. Well, you know, it's really hard to date and travel. Yeah. You know. I thought you were gonna say the pandemic. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, a good one. okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just really hard to date and travel. Like date long. Like, cause I would always have to date long distance. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm never home. Right. And I don't plan on being home no time, so men don't generally like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm just getting the bag. Oh, we can reference G Day, right? Oh, you see that? I can't keep a man and chase his paper though. Mm, so hey, y'all heard that? <laughs> y'all heard that? I, I asked the question. But you know, I, put, I put it out there for y'all. If y'all... the album, if the album. And my other albums do well. Maybe I'll be able to be a little more stationary. Like in the States. Maybe I'll be able to tour. Mm. Unless you find you like somebody in Hong Kong, you know. And Well, see, all the men around the world are the same. <sighs> Tragic. I'm with you when you're right. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, don't ain't even no try, I ain't even going to try to take up. Thank you. They all the same. So talking about all this travel you do mm-hmm. explain the suitcase files which is on your website and people should check that out carlinbibbs.com super easy um suitcase files it's just I, because people always ask me about my travels right mm-hmm. and i didn't know it was that interesting so i just decided to the random pictures that i have in my phone drop them online and explain where i was at mm. and with that mm-hmm. And all that you do, 
I'm pretty sure this comes. Uh, how do you deal with hate? Mm. Mm. Like what? What you mean? You just hate in general. Like they look at her going to Hong Kong, eating forty eight dollar fries. <laughs> forty eight dollar fries. Singing, oh. and having fun, just smiling all the time. Look at her. Mm, I think who she thinks she is. <laughs> I think people are going to talk about you regardless. It get hard sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Because my motto is, if I haven't done anything for you, I done left you alone. Right? So. <laughs> Let me get on Twitter real quick. <laughs> if I ain't done nothing, nothing for you, nothing. I know I left you alone. I know. <laughs> uh, tweet that hashtag. Real nigga just made one on one. Okay. One on one. But yeah, like I feel like everybody gon everybody gonna have haters. Right. You know, but they don't matter. Right. They don't matter. I think it's important to have people I keep my circle real tight. And I think it's important to have people that don't bring you bones back. I don't know what my haters say because the people I mess with, they don't they don't bring bones back. Right. And if you do bring a bone back, I need to wonder why they telling you that. Why they comfortable talking to you about me. You know? And no. then I can't be friends with you. And I, and I tell you this about your circle. They are real. I'm, and, and I'm going to tell you why. A situation prior to this interview. Okay. Because me and you was already networking and talking about right. this, planning it. One of your friends, cousins, homies, I'm at the gas station. And somebody just ran up to me. And he was Gas like, station. He said, he said, hey, hey, you the dude do the, the podcast, right? I was like, um, yeah, what's up? Ooh. He said, uh, you uh you you interviewed Carla? I was like, uh, how you know about this? <laughs> <laughs> how you know? He was like, I'll just check and let you know that she's still down for it and all that. And I was like, oh. Okay. I, I appreciate that. I made sure to tune in right now. And, I, and once I seen that, I said, yeah, she she bought her business. She got a good supporting cast. And that's I, I, I respect that because that made me, in general, um, by me, I, I try not to be the face of my podcast. Yeah. Um, so when somebody comes up and to me, not knowing that my face at all, but mm -hmm. just like, hey, that's your podcast. And it's only on Spotify, no mm -hmm. YouTube or nothing. I'm like, yeah, people are listening. So that was a good feeling by him even coming up, you know. Yeah. So I, I I appreciate your fan base that you bring it to my platform. And it means a lot. Listen, I'm going to tell you something about the people in my city. They rock with me. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I'm worried about haters because there are so many people here who want to see me do well and then they tell me you know whatever they say whenever they you know when they in the corners or they quiet places mm -hmm. they support me and i think we have like you said like we have to be appreciative of that i don't care if five people download my album and they get joy from it i'm happy but that's not going to happen because everybody's gonna get it. I know this for a fact. I know this for a fact. I know this for a fact. If you're listening to this right now on Spotify and you're part of my fan base, you're already going to get it because I'm going to spam you guys on Snapchat, Twitter, and I'll see. Y'all already know. We, I'm not even. Thank my, my fan base guys. I'm telling you that. Right I appreciate now. that. I love the love. But yes. <laughs> so, coming to an end. Of this interview what is it 
that you want out of this? Like, I, 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 it seems like I asked you that question, but when then listen to listen to me, now. what is it that you want out of this this project right now? When it when it hits the shelves, I know you said you only want five people to download it, but what do you want for is with your streams? What are you thinking about downloads? Everybody has a goal. I know you want to be humble, and this is a real question. I just because I I, I want to know. I, I I like the I like to hear numbers. What do you think? I want to compete. You want to compete? I want to compete. Like I think I went to American Studios. Um, Jason Gillespie. Um, I went to American Studios. I got an Airbnb and I stayed there for a week and a half. Right. Mm -hmm. And every day I was recording. I only had a week to record that. Yeah. That's the timeline I gave myself. That's the budget I gave myself. I spent good coins on having good quality recording, good music. I paid everybody that featured on my album, all the engineers. So I wanted to make sure this was perfect because I want to compete. I want people, even if, because we assume that people, big people in the industry, right, that they don't hear everything. Mm -hmm. They hear stuff. Yeah, they do. They see, they hear, they see, and you have to be in the race for people to acknowledge you. They don't care if you got one song and you got a bunch of covers on Facebook. They want to see: Are you an artist? Are you are you investing in your craft? Are you improving? Are you putting out content? Because if we give you money, mm -hmm. are you gonna still do that when you got a cushion? Because, and I think that's why so many artists. Like, start and stop. It ain't that hard. People think this is like an unclimbable mountain, right? right. And in some ways, it can because the market's so saturated, but ain't nobody willing to work hard. Right. Nobody, not in the podcast industry, not in the music industry, because the hard work that you've put in mm -hmm. to get as far as you have and the places you want to go, nobody's willing to work until they can't no more. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants it now. And so that's why I guess it's not necessarily me being humble because I would consider myself thick because mm -hmm. I work hard. So I think I'm good. I know I'm good at what I do. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Ha that's oh, not I, bragging. I, 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 that's, I know. <laughs> that's not bragging. That's just me saying I put the work in and I'm expecting a result. Right. Right. And I just want to compete. I want to compete and I want to be. I want people to hit my record and be like, dang, I could have heard this from such and such. Right. I would have heard this quality of song, this good of a written song from anybody. So are you looking to get signed? No. Independent. You want to stay? I want. I would love to. If I could just create a fan base and tour mm -hmm. and make a substantial amount of money to just, even just to like sustain myself while I'm getting kicked off, I don't want because I want to control what I do. Right. I want to control what people see about me. I want to control the music that I make because I can. Right. You know, so I, I want to stay in control. And I think when you ask for other people's money, you start losing control. Right. So with that, a person that's listening to this right now or looking at this, and they might just be in the mindset like, ah, oh, I think I want to sing. And, you know, I want to, you know, a person that's looking for, just getting ready to jump out there and try. What what advice would you give them? Do it. Do it. Do it. We waste so much time being afraid. We waste so much time worried about what other people say when that doesn't benefit our life. Right. If it makes you happy, if it fulfills you, then you have to do it. It's a passion and we got to fulfill it.
We have to. That's your duty in life. Your duty in life is to fulfill the passions that feed you. Because mm. how can you not be? You want to be miserable and making everybody else happy? Because when you die, they still be mad at somebody else. You know? Preach. Yeah, I would say I would say to any singer, do it. But it's work. It's hard work. Everything you want in life is going to be hard work. It's going to be hard work. It's going to be risk taking. When I took my job, imagine there was not a lot of safeguards of me going to Europe. You know, like it was like, all right, you got the job. uh, In two weeks, we need you rehearsing in Memphis and then you need to pack your bags. You're going to be in Europe. And it's like, how long has it been? Like, when did you start that job? Three years ago. Three years ago. Prior to that, what was your, what were you working at? Mm, I was hustling. I was doing shows on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I had me a nice little, you know, uh, gig situation. I was gigging every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but during the day, I was teaching. I was um, teaching Zumba classes. And I was working at this donut shop. I had three jobs and a half. You was making donuts. Yeah, I'm a hustler. That's something else I want people to know about me. If I got a second in the day, I got to do something. Oh, yeah. Busy body. Yes. I feel you. But I believe, I just, I just believe anything that you want, it's going to require everything from you. That, you, you said a lot. I'm pretty (laughs) sure you motivated some people right now. They probably about to. (coughs) (coughs) So. Coming to the end of this interview, is there a shout out you want to give to anybody? I want to shout out everybody that helped me on this project. I want to shout out Jamar Eason, Deborah Williams, Craig Poe, Tori Garrison, um, Cassie Bonner, uh, and Jason Gillespie. Like I want, I want to shout out when I asked for favors, and some of these people, they were people that were really, really, really busy mm-hmm. and booked, and no way I could have got a favor from them, and they stopped what they were doing to help me. So, yes, that's the team. That's the team on the album. When you hear the album, just know it's some geniuses on there. <laughs> you heard it. I enjoyed this interview. I appreciate I appreciate you for letting me into your beautiful house. You see, uh, I put the plants up for you. Got the plants, everything. Uh, I enjoyed this. I've learned more about you now. I am anticipating the album. Mm-hmm. Um, for us in the future, I wish you the best. Quit stunning on people, eating forty eight dollar fries. Will. Get, I ain't gonna eat them fries no more. And getting street tacos in the corner from me. Not let me. Man, I just I just appreciate this, man. Um I like Wait, I, it was a question on there that I saw. What's the what's the what's the it was like an emoji he sent, like it was a blow emoji and it's game. Oh, time. you wanna do the game question. What's that? What's oh, that? You, well, you know what? We're not ending it just now. We're about to hit the game question. What is it? So you about to ask, answer these random questions and you have to pick. It's going to be five questions. We have two options to you pick. You was going to skip the game on me? Because I was like, she, she was, it was deep. It was, we was getting deep. I was like, man, I ain't about to mess the vibe up. And like, Come on with the game. Let's right. go. So, game question. Let's go. First one. 
heels or tennis shoes? Heels. Why? Why? Because I'm short. I'm 5'3". Okay, when I walk in the room, I need you to know that I'm there. I will never, ever, ever wear flats, girl. No. Uh-uh. Don't y'all wear no flats? Stop wearing flats. Okay, go ahead. CVS or Walgreens? Walgreens. Oh, CVS is too high. You don't use a CVS card? Yes, but that's a trick. If they make it $10 and then they be like, oh, you get $3. <laughs> you could have went to Walgreens. Okay. See, she woke. See, y'all thinking y'all be, I be, I be noticing that too. Yeah, they, they, they messed up. It ain't a deal. All right, now this is a question right here. This is an actual question. Um, East Side McDonald's or West Side McDonald's? Is that a question? <laughs> first of all, first of all, East Side ain't never got nothing. <laughs> That's the only place you roll up to late night, late night, late night, right? Nobody's in the line. Ain't nobody in the line, and ain't nobody at work. You know, I got a story about them. Uh, I rolled up at East Side McDonald's, and I just wanted a coffee. I was working late, and I wanted a coffee. I pulled up, and I ordered a coffee. They were like, all right, we're going to brew you some. Just pull up. You know I waited for 20 minutes. Then I got mad and I got out the car. <laughs> I walked in. They all taking a break. Ain't nobody. But, and then they were like, oh, my bad. Oh, we forgot. So I want to put them on the jackass wall, matter of fact. Yeah, really, really don't nobody just mess with the East Side McDonald's. Mm-mm. All right. This is a good question right here. Mississippi State or Ole Miss? Come on, man. I don't know. You tell I'm an me. alumni. Ole Miss all day. Mm. Ole Miss all day. Now, okay? let's, now let's get serious. Tidy, tidy. Come what's on. Your, what, a, that can't be one of the questions. What's your mind frame mm-hmm. on Ole Miss right now? You, if, in terms of what? <sighs> yeah. The racial tension? <laughs> yes. No, I don't mean to just put that out there. We just, you know. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I'm about it. You know, I'm a black. Actually, you know, I just want to also mention that I wear black every day. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. I wear black every day because I have mourned the deaths of my brothers and my sisters, okay, <laughs> that have been gunned down by the police. I will I will buy black clothes and wear black clothes every day. You know what? I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> every day. I'm in mourning. I'm at the funeral. I'm, I think I'm going to do that. I like that. If y'all want to take the challenge with me, y'all go ahead. But mm-hmm. a, a quick question, just a, a political question about Oxford. Yep. If they take that statue down, do you think anything will change? No. No. You know, I always tell people this. Oxford has a lot of older white people. Mm-hmm. And the issue is, and I'll ask you, will you ever let a dog eat at your table? And when you let that dog eat at your table, are you going to treat that dog like it was one of you? You're going to let the dog sit at the table, eat from the place that you eat from, and you're going to say, this is a person. No. And you know why? Because it's always a dog. Mm -hmm. Black people focus on emancipation. We don't, we we, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to. We don't want to always have to create spaces in white spaces. It's okay for us to like the stuff we have and create our own stuff. All right. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about white people in Oxford. They're not going to change. We just had, we had KKK rallies. 
This is embedded. It's in the history of this place. You know what would really hurt the square right now if the pandemic wasn't going on? If they opened up Nighttown again or Blue Magic. But how many times the police show up there? I don't care. I, you we what we had to stop partying at ten thirty <laughs> and go to the square just to get locked up there. That was a setup. Now thinking about it, yes. but yeah, I just I I just had to ask that question. I asked everybody that question for us. Who's from Oxford? How do they feel about this situation? Mm-hmm. But back to the game question. Oh, Miss. Okay, name brand. This now this is grocery shopping. Name brand or brand? No, I'm cheap. If it's a dollar fifty seven cent and versus a dollar twenty seven cent, I'm getting the cheapest thing. I don't care. I don't care how much money I got in my pocket. If I can get something cheaper, I'm buying it. Mm. Makeup or no makeup? Whatever. Most times I don't wear makeup. Most days I don't, but because of my job, I would make up every day, so I don't see no problem with it. But no lashes. I mean, I like them, but oh, you have lashes? Mm. Those are real lashes. Yeah, those. It's pretty good. Nice lashes. Yeah, you But I don't like the wet fake ones because they kind of like oh, uh. they irritate my eyes. Every woman in the world know lashes irritate their eyes. Why do y'all wear it? Because it's cute. To who? <laughs> Us. Okay, I just want to put this out there. Since we're on this from a, a male's point oh, of view. we can't do that. Hey, it, it may make you... Are you So you're basically saying you put the eyelashes on for yourself to make... And you feel them yourself like, I look good myself. Women think men don't notice nothing. Uh, this is what we think, uh, right? Yes. Until you actually with a man and he be like, what's that on your head? Or why you got that... <laughs> So we, because y'all don't mention it, we don't think y'all notice. So we think that stuff make us cuter for y'all. I'm I'm here for I I won't say I'm for the the black males. Mm-hmm. I'm here to say hey we don't we don't care. Y'all don't care. Y'all don't care about the what about the nails? We we don't care. Well, if y'all pay for them, you know, we don't care. Do y'all like the nails though? Uh, is it like, oh, I want me a girl with nails? This is, I don't know, because my girl right. come and she be like, look, the fall, I got the fall colors. And I be like, I don't even know what that means. But I be like, oh, okay. yeah, the fall. <laughs> oh, why she got fall nails? You know, so <laughs> it's stuff like that. So yeah. I'm just here to tell you from just a guy's point of view, hey, we, 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 we don't care. And then also from a tall point, from a tall guy's point of view, mm. girls who wear lace fronts or wigs, I be seeing that up there, that screen door, but I don't ever say anything. I love wigs though. And let me tell you, them wigs for us, them wigs are for the days when you just cannot, because you know everybody natural. Yeah. And when you just can't put your hair up and you want to be cute and together, you put the wig on. I respect the good wig. I respect the good wig. Not the bad one. When I can see the screen door, you know, when I can see that or that part right here, like. But you'll be looking that close. I'm tall, so it's so it's like you be like, dang, she got a wig on. Damn, she got a screen on her head. <laughs> she got a wig. <laughs> she got a screen on her wig. So, but yeah, most of the time, just to be honest with you, man, uh, 
guys don't care about that. It's more so mm. of a, a mental connection. Or if you're that doggish type of guy, it's normally a butt. Or, okay, one question for you, though. What? Men don't like wigs, but they like women that wear wigs. Y'all, okay. Would you prefer somebody with a long wig? Put it this way. Or no hair? Put it this way. Keep the wig on until you leave. That's how we feel. It's It, it messes us up. It, it messes us up. Because oh. nine, 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 nine times out of ten, mm. in the situation, they like, ooh, done ran up on the joint. Her alone hit the back. Ooh, look at her. Then when, when you get to the house, she... Boom! She don't. She don't now. Now she got uh uh the wave cap on. Mind you, that wave cap she done put glue on it, and so now he looking at you like, oh, keep the wig on. Keep keep the wig on unless he unless it's you two years into your relationship. But if you just meet somebody, too. yeah. If you just meet somebody, don't do that. Cause I've rent my girlfriend. She probably get mad. You know I love you. We got a kid together. Previous like years ago, I ran into a girl who hit the wig, and then she also pulled out the and her breast just strong. Like she, mm, she had a lot going on. But y'all put listen. I say this, and you can move on. Y'all men put a lot of pressure on women to look a certain way. Like you said, the girl with the long hair attracted you, right? You was like, ooh, you know that wasn't her hair. Y'all know, y'all know, ain't not a black woman in this world got long, silky, yakky number five growing out her roots. Y'all know that. So then, what they do? They go get the wig because it's like mm-hmm, he was looking at her. Mm, you got a point, but also to. To, to sum this up, it's also where they meet too, by the way, because like I said, a lot of these, a lot of these scenarios that we're talking about, what I was talking about is normally the I met her in the club, mm. and then she came to the house, and then she was looking good in that gold dress with mm-hmm. the gold hair. Then she popped the gold hair off. Now she just got a gold dress. Ah. <laughs> You know, I feel you. Yeah, so I'm just gonna holler at her for the night, but then after that, maybe we should start wearing badges, like or like put it on our IDs. I wear wigs. But technically, right now, we don't have to do anything but wear face masks because we can't be out in public. Mm, you don't even know if somebody look good no more. You know, I met a dude that I saw this dude at the I ain't meet him because I was trying to get away from him. I saw this dude at the gas station. He was like, "Take your mask down." I was like, "Ooh." No. <laughs> Harassment. Sir, <laughs> immediately help. He oh, was yeah. trying to take my mask off. Imagine hearing that. So, coming to the end of the interview, after you drop this project, when should we be thinking about another one? I'm already working on another one. The clip is loaded, and I'm going to just the GPS Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Keith. Tune in for the next episode. Until then, see you guys again. Album drop on the 20th next Sunday. Make sure you guys go get it. Please.